the Dresden Files podcast, 42 Entertainment, and many others. More podcasts like this one can be found at brokenjars.xyz. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everyone else in between, welcome back to the 67th, 60-something-ith <laughs> episode of the 42 Podcast, where as always, we're talking about the failings of the late great human race, and for the first time since the last time, your good friend and mine, Mr. Ryan, how you doing today, buddy? Jacob, Jacob, Jacob. We got to get a Patreon going so you can, so these great listeners of ours can uh, get access to our um, Slack. Well, actually, some right, of this, right now they can for sixty is, days because we they gave us like free Slack standard for two months. This y'all's caught you. Oh my god, what? you're gold on Slack. How so? I don't know, just the different gifts and the different things that get posted in the middle of the conversation. Like Alex posts that that kid from uh, <laughs> Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> Angels in the Outfield, he's doing the whole wings thing. I'm like, oh, come on. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. How have you been, Jacob, man? Uh, you know, been all right. Work, life, uh, you know. Did you get over being also all butthurt last week? You were yeah. pissed off at your job. Or, yeah, I was pissed off at my work. Or, yeah, for the most just part. Just life in general. Yeah, you know. I think a part of it's just I'm getting old and I'm trying to fight against it. I think that's a lot of it, to be honest. <laughs> Are you having a midlife crisis? <sighs> Are we getting to the point where we got to worry about that? No, I would say a midlife crisis. I'm just like, well, you just can't do the things you used to do when you were young. <laughs> You're just like, oh, your body is failing you. Mm-hmm. You can't drink it's, like this anymore. You can't, you know, all these things. You're just like, well, damn it. Oh, yep. I've actually started having hangovers. Really? It's like, oh, like a real, I know what a real hangover is now compared <laughs> to like, you know, when you're a teenager, you just wake up, or not teenager, whenever you start drinking. You just wake up and you're like, I don't feel good. And then you go like throw up or whatever and you're like, okay, I feel better. Now you wake up and you're like, why is the light's so bright, and they're like, the lights are still off, and you're like, oh, no, and your head pounds, and you're just sick, uh, and it's I've, like, it lasts for hours. Have you had the two-day hangover yet? No, well, I haven't oh. gone that hard, man. Oh, Actually, man. I went to bed, like, not that drunk, and woke up like, I'm like, what did I do? What'd you drink? What were you drinking? Rum. Yeah. I guess it was cheap rum, though, so. Yeah, sometimes it just hits you funny. Sometimes it's what you eat, you know, like what your day's been like. It's also, like, you know that I've been sick. Mm. Like, this is also, like, we drank Wednesday night. So I felt bad, and then I woke up Thursday, like, hungover and just feeling, like, total shit. And it felt like I had a fever, and it's like, I think I'm dying. (laughs) And then I started having really bad heartburn, and my legs and my back, like, my lower back and my stomach and stuff started killing me. And it's just like, oh, I don't feel good. And for days, man, I have felt, like, absolute shit. That sounds like a golf ladder, man. That's what it sounds like. It does, doesn't it? And that's a shitty thing for me because I think everything I eat has hot sauce on it. Like, everything I eat. Yeah, you're in trouble. Yeah. Or you learn to live with it, or you get lucky and have a doctor who will rip it out for you. Unlike me, who's had there, to live with it for no six way years. I could live with it. There is no way I can live with this. I've been trying for six years to get, get rid of it, and then no one will take it out. Dude, it feels like there's rocks sliding up and down my throat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like every time you swallow, it's like, are there chunks of food in my throat? Like, what is going on here? Like, did my stomach just completely stop working? Like, are the muscles yes. just not even trying? It just feels like you could just, like, bleh, spit bile. Like, you could just you don't even have to, like, yeah. throw it up. It's just, like, mm-hmm. right there. It's like, what's going on? Like, seriously. I haven't eaten in two days, and my stomach's, like, distended. I'm so full. Like, what am I full of? Like, what's going on? Yeah. It, oh, it, I felt shit, man. <laughs> and the worst part is you can't sleep. Yeah, you can't sleep, can't eat. Lower back. And that starts to take a toll on you. Like, your body starts to wear out. It's just like, well, this sucks. It really sucks. Yeah. But I'm getting better. Yeah, that's good, you know. I, you know, I think this weekend was good. Just kind of hung out and, you know, got got some, some stuff straight in my own head because you know just every, every once in a while you just gotta like sit down and think about things for a little while so you can get things straight and then you're like okay well i'm better now and you move on yeah, for sure man 
Like, so I, I did I mean, a lot of that, and it's just every day. <laughs> yeah, I think this is like the first time in a while where things have been kind of calm, and I don't mm-hmm. know what to do about it. It's been so long since my life has just been kind of chill. And I'm like, well, what now? Like you know, you know when yeah. you're just like always hyped up, and you know, I guess I, I am sort of having an emotional uh, stress dump. You know, just like, ugh. like my 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 spirit is stress dumping instead of my body. You know, like when your body's all stressed out and you finally get done with something and it dumps and you just crash. Like, I think that's kind of what my like spirit's been doing the last couple of weeks. Yeah, you're you're having to, you know, adjust to the new environment, a less stressful environment. Your body's going, wait, where's the where's the where's the where's the stress coming from? And it's like nowhere, 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 nowhere. Are you sure? Are you sure? And you kind right. of freak out for a minute because your body's like, there's no way. We're I'm not built for this. I'm already so used to stress that I need stress from somewhere. And then all of a sudden you're like, it'll just go away and you'll go, oh, I can actually just kind of enjoy chilling out. Like I might mow the lawn and. That's it this weekend. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I might we might watch some like Office or you know whatever. What is it? The community? What show is it that you like so much? Uh, I like Office? Community in the Office. We yeah. have the uh, Great Scott, the Office podcast on Broken Guards right. at X Y Z. We just had a special guest from theofficequotes.com, which is a great website if you like the Office. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. That is know, cool. Hanging out and doing things. Also, and you think our sponsor is Tiny Build. Uh, if you want free video, oh, yeah. video games, email us, uh, brokenjarsbroadcasting at gmail.com. Brokenjarspod on Twitter, I think is what it is. Uh, Brokenjars at XYZ. You can find all the information there. Just uh, shoot, us, shoot us an email, get you a free game. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll let you choose. First come, first served. Mm-hmm. It's it kind of funny. So I was like, communicate with us. I, I got an email from Humble Bundle, you know, because they have their own storefront kind of thing, right? And they're like, "Hey, Wolfenstein, half off, ten bucks, the new one," which I've heard is pretty good. I've never played it. But the I've heard new it's, Wolfenstein. Yeah, new order, like the three D like shooter, and like mm-hmm. oh yeah, the graphics are intense. And if you want, like a um, I have it. It's it's it harkens back to like old school like kind of a James Bond style like on rail shooter, right? It's like here you are, kill all these guards, protect this, you know, safe, move on, crack this safe, kill all these guards, get in the car, move on to the next. You know, it's like it's like oh okay, I don't really have to overthink this. I could just shoot this really fucking cool gun. I could stab this dude in the head. I can you know, and then it's like and it's just if you're into that, great game. It's one of those mindless kills. Well, it's one of those things. It's like what I realized like. One of those few times where I'm like, yes, I've got a well, not one of a few times, but like, like I can buy my wife Wolfenstein, and it's better than buying her roses. And that, that to me is really fun. Oh, <laughs> she yeah, was super excited, dude. Yeah, yeah. You should have. She really. We were playing Dota before the match, and you should have heard this cackle she did because she like killed this guy from across the map, and she was like, ah, it was scary. I was like. Baby, I'm just going to take the sharp things away from you now. <laughs> She's like, no. And you're like, okay, hey, it's okay. I'm you, just you know leave, when director though, right? Alex gets kind of stabby? It's kind of like that, except yeah, you're know. there. <laughs> right, right. You're like, oh, you could actually stab me. <laughs> Grr. You were talking about Dota, didn't the... Uh, the the International started... I don't... the competition proper didn't start but the wild card like play-in game start or some kind of it did um so they'll be either either in seattle now or be in seattle soon uh so how much money did they raise or is that not done yet i don't think it's done yet last time i saw it was 10.5 million no, no, 10.5, 10 million? 19.5 million. 19, yeah. I was like, what? No, that's way less than last year. But Almost 20 million, though. Almost that's the, 20 that's million. That's the prize payout? Mm-hmm. That's so much money, Jacob. It is, is a so lot much. of money. And one thing I do like about um, what TI does is they um, they don't have a quite as a top-heavy structure. So a lot of places are getting paid. So, you know, a lot of teams are going to walk away with over a quarter of a million. So instead of, like, first place getting 
12 million and like sixth right. place get nothing 15 places get paid you know and it's something right. you're starting to see now is there's a lot more good teams yeah you know it, it, it's just it is, i think is because you know especially the internationals are willing to pay people that way you know actually let people compete and make some money not a ton of money but it's enough to live on for another six months you know that kind of stuff it's cool with sponsorships you know if you get on a good team you can make a living doing it like you if you're make a good, a good top, living yeah you can do good i mean mm-hmm. if you're a great player you can make a great living right well and see you know you can also do your own like twitch and youtube and all that other stuff on top of yeah. You know, right. sponsorships and so yeah, I mean yeah. all those times your parents told you playing video games would never amount to anything. Wrong. Yeah, I'm so mad at my parents for so many things they got wrong in the nineties. Like I was really into computers and they told me computers weren't that important, that spaceships were. That I needed to like study like stuff for NASA. I needed to be like good at space. <laughs> so like, what are you fuck now? I was like, mm. Because I was into the internet like you were, you know, but my parents weren't tech savvy at all. Right. Luckily, that's why when I came when I when I came over to your house, it was like heaven. I was like, "What? You have the actual internet, like the real internet?" And you're like, "Yeah, dude. (laughs) You have a computer that can play video games, like actual, like you can see them, not just text based." You're like, "Yeah, yeah." Even though my computers were always old. (laughs) Whatever, not to me, man. That was awesome. How many hours did we play video games, Jake? Oh, God. So many. I mean, literally thousands of hours in that stupid little, not a basement bed, you know, room, but it was like a... Like a little office area kind of thing. Yeah, Yeah. a little nook corner on the back of the house. And and we had the... Technically, that was the front of the house, but, you know. Oh, well, yeah. Well, that doesn't make sense. Everyone always came in the back door, but technically the front door was... Right, but there was no access to the front door unless you walked all the way around the house on the porch looking in the windows like, hi, I'm here. You know, right, like, right. I know, I know. It was, it was, they, they didn't think that through very well. <laughs> yeah, slightly designed, but it was an awesome house. <laughs> oh, yeah, good times, good times. <clears throat> what did we have, a Nintendo 64 and a PlayStation and yep. a computer? And a computer. That was it, man. Damn, dude. We played the hell uh, out of it, out of all of them. All of them, yeah. I just... We were playing Battle Tanks for the first time. We like picked that game up at Blockbuster. Oh, I forgot. And about we were like, that "Hey, this game. looks cool!" And like eight hours later, we're still playing. <laughs> Dude, I would play that with you tonight. Man, we need to. Is there ah? There's got to be a knockoff of that game that exists. Because that was such a cool premise for it not to be a thing. Yeah, and then there was the the sequel that was also really good too. Man, that was a great game. I remember because you had the uh, the big heavy tanks that were slow, and you had the small ones that were fast, and they were armored and powerful and not powerful. It was really well balanced. And then you find the nuke, and we had some <laughs> we had some epic matches in that game, dude. Right? Like mm-hmm. some shit went down, if I remember correctly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And we skated. You might and... be, you, me and Jacob might be like one of the best Tony Hawk One players ever. Me and Jacob. We back both. in the day, we were. If you watch them now, dude, like they're all well, the charred. Right? They've been playing since we, you know, stopped. But back in the day, we were. Mm-hmm. I actually looked it up at one point. I don't remember exactly what it was, but one of your Burnside records was the highest in the world at one point. That's the first level. No, it's not the first level. It's the one under the. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I thought you had beaten the um, the warehouse. Not the warehouse, which was the one with the turn, like the first competition you did, like in a warehouse. Right. Yeah, it was the warehouse. I don't remember, <laughs> I remember the I name the of warehouse. it. I thought the warehouse was at first level. With it was the two warehouses. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, great games. Y'all need to get on that shit. Those are some. You're the re- the remakes were fun, but they weren't the same. Nah. No. I bet if we went back, we'd be like, what? It's just squares and triangles. How did we even know what was going on? <laughs> oh, yeah. In my head, had amazing graphics. <laughs> well, at the time, it did. It was kind of like there's certain games I remember seeing for the first time, like, blowing my mind. And now I'm just like, oh, well, that wasn't so tra- awesome, was it? 
Ocarina like, of Time, like the Zelda game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Sonic, like the first time you saw Sonic, you were like, wow, things are moving so fast. I don't know if that was, you know, marketing. Um, let's see, what's another one where I was like, damn. The first Halo? It's like, wow. Yeah, you know, oh, the first. Xbox. Here, I'll show you one. I found a video. Uh, let's see if we can't jump ahead. Okay, so here's some gameplay. Copy video. It's Delta 5. This is the game we, we always could, tried to play. And could never get it to work. It, I remember playing this game for the first time. Blew my mind. Just blew my mind. All right, so three, two, one. Oh my God! What a cool game, though. Yeah. Well, the whole thing is, uh, it was like a hacker game, and so you're supposed to, fl- you're, you're, the ship you're in is like inside the internet, and you're like trying to like get inside, and so if you can complete the race, you hack the, com- you know, hack your com- competition and stuff. <laughs> what a cool way to. Oh, he cheated right there. That's bullshit. He went right through that. And so, you know, there's all this stuff where you know, it's basically like a giant Death Star trench run. It's basically what it is. Yeah. So, like, you remember that it's game? It's like Race the Sun, kind of. Yeah, I was about to say. It's like, it seems like the Race the Sun guys took their uh, took their stuff from this game. I, I love that game. I remember that, playing that game for the first time going, ah. That game is awesome. Yeah. Uh, Fallout, Fallout Three. I had it on Xbox Three Sixty, and the first time you come out of the the uh, vault and you step out, because the way the the way the vault set up before the wars happened, it was kind of like a tourist attraction, right? Right. You know, something to show off. So when you come out, it has like this little walkway to the left, and it has a sign that says like, you know, to wherever, and then it has a little arrow that says like scenic view. And as any gamer, you know, if you just pay attention just a little bit, you're like, oh, that's obviously for me to, like, get a view, right? Right. So I walk up around the corner and then go to the edge, and what it does is it kind of puts you on this vista so you can overlook all of Fallout 3, like, almost the whole map. And the first time, because your eyes, like, kind of clear, and then it kind of, like, you know, because you haven't seen real sunlight ever. You're, like, 21 or whatever you are, 18 in the game. So you walk out, and it's just kind of, like, foggy, and it clears. And you're like, oh, shit. That was the first time where I really played a, a modern-day big game. Where I was like, oh, this is totally not anything like an old N64 or Xbox game. This is a, right. this is a new thing. Oh, man. Yeah, that was a great feeling. It's a great feeling. I love that game. But everybody who's listened to this should know that. That's my, <laughs> one of my favorite games ever. Man, I spent a lot of time trying to mod it and get it working. There's just not enough mod supporters anymore. It's hard to get stuff working that you're downloading a website from 2009. Just uh, you know, for a game that came out in 2002 or whatever, you know what I mean. That's not that old, is it? It's like 2004, right? I, I have, have no right idea, here. but I have it right here in my 2008. 2008, yeah. That feels forever ago, don't it? Especially for video games. It does. Yeah, for video games, for sure. Did you see that new uh, professional AMD card they rolled out? That you... thing is not fucking around. What would you need 12 teraflops or whatever the hell you Oh, no, that was, that was the gamer card. There was, there's another oh. one they made for renderers and, like, you know, 3D animators. that You can okay. actually put a solid state up to a terabyte inside of the card so it doesn't have to go anywhere else for resources they can just do it all inside the card so it's even faster there's a little less like communication right and it also doesn't use as many system resources so you can actually do other things while it's while it's processing that's cool as shit i wonder if the cpu has control over the whole process though like do you still have to have a cpu that rocks it or did they put some type of miniature processor in the the card itself wouldn't you figure the gpu would be doing that The processing part, like yeah. I understand the rendering part, but the but the part that's actually commanding everything to like access the RAM, like the actual just the general like 
I mean, command. yeah, but I mean, I, I mean, if you have all that stuff inside the PC or inside the card, it's just like hit and click and stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, it, I yeah, it's not, it's not complicated, as, but it's not as intense as actually doing the rendering itself. Yeah, I was just talking technically. I was just curious how they did it. Man, I found the deep part of the internet and found a guy who collects video games and old consoles and man, oh man, if you have like if you nerd out on collecting video games, you can go deep, son. They there's people who make homebrewed video games for like 8 bit. Mm-hmm. There's a guy who was his his dad worked as like a janitor or a one of those people who like collect junk. Right, so it's like one eight hundred junk guys come get the stuff, and they were um they were doing a bunch of work for like a hotel that was being what is it where you uh an auction so everybody comes in and auctions right. off the stuff because the hotel went out of business or whatever right so this guy's job is to put like all the dishes from the kitchen in the boxes right and all the f- paperwork from whatever else in the other boxes and all this stuff right and put them in different lots well in one of the offices he found um. Oh no. No no no. Doesn't even he didn't even know it was in there. So he bids on the stuff because he knew what was in there and the it was like, you know, thirty boxes or sixty boxes and it was mostly like glasses and dishes and silverware and stuff. And it was like in the ninety three or whatever, and he bid like seventy five dollars. And since there were so many different lots to bid on that nobody else wanted the dishes that bad, he got the dishes. But in there was a prototype Nintendo PlayStation disc player. <laughs> they don't, they, like, the people who, when he put it on the internet, they were like, yeah, you got, you know, you got Half-Life 3, too. You know, like, everybody's like, we don't believe you because that doesn't exist. And uh, it turns out that it does exist, and he had the controller, the, the development, like, cartridge that goes in the top, and then the, the whole disc, you know, drive and power supply and stuff. And he takes it to this guy who... Is apparently this fucking genius on this internet, and he can like solder and work on um, motherboards. So he's the kind of guy that takes like a meter and he tests like the pathways on like a circuit board and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And he can like he like look up a chip. It's like oh, it's an EEPROM thirty six seven seven two. He's like, I'm pretty sure that's the audio chip, but we'll just look up sure to make sure. You know that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. He takes it to him, and they take it apart, right? Because the disc part won't work. It just it's a normal Super Nintendo, but it has like this case and shell, like this OEM PlayStation stuff. And on the outside, it's excellent looking. It really looks like a finish, could send it to a store. It's a Super Nintendo that's a little fatter, and under the bottom it has a um a CD like you could put a CD in. And then on the you remember how the Super Nintendo had the the power button and the reset button? Very constantly. And then down at, yeah, and then down in the right corner was like the like a Sony like Walkman. So you can push play, pause, skip mm-hmm. forward, you know, that kind of thing on the disc. So he, they, they take it apart, right? You know, all carefully with gloves and shit on. And he's testing stuff with the meter. And he's like, it's working. He's like, I really don't get it, you know? And they're, they're thinking and they're going through. And then the, the guy that's up behind the camera is like, he's like, you know how they'll give people battleships sometimes? Or like tanks? But before they do, they fill up everything that would be important to make it work. So it doesn't work no more. So it's like, here, you can have this thing that looks like a tank, but it's not really a tank no more. And he's like, yeah. He's like, I bet they did that with this. He's like, I bet those wires that we think are in there to make it work are there to make it not work and just be a normal Super Nintendo. He's like, all right. And when they took it apart, like the outside looks amazing, but when they took it apart, it's got the, like, a new, like a normal Super Nintendo board, but there's just like wires just going from like just randomly soldered in onto shit, like over to like other parts of like other chips and stuff. Or like they got like resistors, like they'll take like three resistors and stack them on top of each other and stuff. And they're doing all kinds of, he's like, oh yeah, this totally looks like a prototype board. He's like, look at this. And the guy's confident enough that he takes all of that apart and fixes it and puts it back right. And then he's like, well, I guess it could be right. So he's like taking off like different wires and they start testing stuff and they get it to work. Like actually get it to work because they had like, sabotaged it to give it to somebody as a display piece. It's like, oh, look, here's the one, you know. Mm-hmm. It was just so cool. The internet's amazing. <laughs> it was just a rabbit hole. I don't even know why I told you about that. I was just <laughs> excited. It's fun. I wonder <laughs> how much that thing ended up being worth. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I know that there was a guy that was in control of making Xboxes. Like, he was actually in control of the actual production. Like, at the right. place where they, mm-hmm. right? So, put, you know, the machines, like, put them together and they screwed them and all that. And he had access to the 
the different colored dyes when they were making the Xbox Halo editions. So you know how they had those translucent ones and there was green? Well, they had experimented. There was a whole Microsoft had had this idea that they could were going to offer all these different colors, like hundreds of different colors, right? So there was they got all the way to the prototype part. So they had all of the tools and everything they needed to do it. So he built his friends a couple custom Xboxes, right? So one of them wanted an orange translucent Halo Edition Xbox. It's the only one that exists. A guy found it in a garage sale for like twelve bucks. He's been offered over six figures for it. Wow. Yeah. Apparently, going to garage sales in the Seattle area is really fun. Like, you can really, really hit it big there in Seattle. See, I've been wondering about up here because i got a lot, a lot, a lot of old people around me. (laughs) See, you might find interesting things at the garage sales just in general. But in Seattle, apparently there's, like, all of the game developers have been in, out of Seattle. That's... So there's tons and tons and tons of old, rare games, prototypes, demos. Right, that makes sense, yeah. Paraphernalia that never existed anywhere else. Because Nintendo, Sega, uh, Microsoft, they were all stationed up there. And they were all working up there. And then, like, he, he rambles off, like, I don't know, a hundred more, like, small development firms. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, paraphernalia developers and stuff. Is that the right word? Yeah, yeah, it worked. Right. I don't anyway, yeah, the, new subject. <laughs> yeah, the ultimate goal is still finding stadium events. <laughs> Hell yeah! Brand new in the cover with the plastic. Oh, yeah. Pe- oh. People have estimated that if you can find it with the magazine, also for six figures. That you would literally, I, I mean, not figuratively, you would fucking literally hear the Zelda music. <laughs> like you just opened a big chest. <laughs> like you would just guarantee. No, no, the big one where it builds up. <laughs> yeah, the whole, oh no, the big one, yeah. Like you opened a fucking heart piece chest. <laughs> like, like, that would be, I mean, the hardest part would be keeping it cool. Like you're digging through something at someone's garage sale and you see it and you're like... How much is this? Ten bucks. Play cool. Act sober. <laughs> Act sober. It's like here, you, here, like, or then you're like, oh shit, I don't have any cash. Damn it! I'll give you this watch. Here, take <laughs> I'll give you my car. <laughs> Just give me this box. You know it's weird, right? So they've got like a fifty cent sticker on it, but you ain't got no cash on you at all. You're like, well, fuck. You feel really bad stealing a fifty cent game because you're actually stealing a hundred thousand dollar game. But you wouldn't be bad at all. You wouldn't feel bad at all about pulling a dollar out and giving them a dollar for it. No, and no, you wouldn't. <laughs> same thing. You only cost them fifty cents, but the act is so much more worse. It's like stealing somebody's black lotus that doesn't realize they have it. <laughs> so, you got any uh, got any recommendos for us, Ryan? Well, I'm not sure how we're gonna pull this one off. Because I wanted to recommend to people that they needed an irrational hate. They needed something that they don't need to explain to anybody why they hate it. And no matter how much explaining, no matter how good the explanations, no matter, I don't give a fuck, you hate that shit, right? Like, so it's, you hate tofu with an irrational, I mean, a a burning fucking passionate hate, right? Like something Mm -hmm. like out of, I don't know, the Bible or something, right? Like just loathe it you loathe this stuff and i that's i i need i think people it's a good outlet for people i think if you have that it it can prevent people from having it on accident because i think people have that type of need for that just that gen like there is a part of you that just wants to hate something right so some people will pick like a sports team or they'll pick like um some, it gets a little more aggressive, and sometimes it's like the other side of the Democratic or Republic debate, right? Like, you hate the other side. Or it gets a little stronger, and you hate, like, um, like races, right? Like, those are all irrational hates. <laughs> they, they, you know, they don't, they don't all, they, none of them have backing. But right. if you don't know that it's an irrational hate, like, if you don't know why you're expressing this hate outward because it's an outlet for you, you don't realize that's what it is, if you think you have some rational behind it, it can really like affect the rest of your life because you have to lie to yourself to keep that that lie or that make it work. So you'll lie, you, you can it can 
in what we would call Magic the Gathering, it's a metagame warping thing. Like it warps the whole thing around it, right? Just because it's so powerful. So what I'm thinking is if I can identify an irrational hate, like since I live here in Houston, like maybe I'll just hate Dallas. Like just, <laughs> sorry, Dallas. <laughs> Fuck you, right? Right. If I, I think it could be a good thing because it's like, no, no, no. I don't have any irrational hate of, you know, it's like somebody who's really good at jujitsu or somebody who works out a lot. They're a lot calmer in stressful situations because they're kind of, they have an outlet for that. You know how you kind of have an angst sometimes? You're like, man, I need to go fucking run. But you're not in shape, so you don't go run. But your body's telling you, you should fucking run. Well, people who do run, they don't get that feeling as much because they do get it out of them. Mm-hmm. I would hope that it would work the same way with the irrational mm-hmm. hate. Yeah, because I get, I get really... Uh, uh, what's the word? It's not angsty. It's... Uh, a sort of like cabin fever like if i don't like get out a little bit right. you know or something like that but yeah i mean i've got some irrational hates just like i got some irrational loves like i hate i hate ou i hate the university of oklahoma with an undying passion and i love oklahoma state and i granted i grew up in stillwater so you know that's one reason i do love them but there is a part of that just like love for that team, especially football, that is really rational. Like I get way too into these football games. You but know? it feels good. There's it a does feel good, but yeah. like, but part of me because there's a part of my brain, and I've actually talked about this before. Where I'm just like, this does not make sense. You should not get this worked up about twenty to twenty three year olds playing football. <laughs> They don't give a shit about you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> the hate feels good sometimes too, right? To just revel in fucking OU, like, failing. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh. oh, that feels so good. I could take a bath in it in your blood. Oh, I remember one year. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was two. Actually, I, I remember exactly the year. It was 2009. Uh Oklahoma State, they were just really starting to get good at football again. Like, they had been terrible for, like, 20, 20 years or more. And Georgia had come to town, at o- and OSU won, and then OU, which is ranked in the top five, lost to BYU in Dallas. And I was so happy, and I was like, I turned to my girlfriend, like, the only thing that would make this day perfect is if I could just fuck you in the ass. She's like, okay. What? What? <laughs> what? We know when Jacob had a good day. We can look that shit up on a calendar. <laughs> I just like that. That's one of those days. But there's certain like there's certain days that like especially around like especially around Oklahoma State football. Like I just like remember crystal clear. It's like perfect. <laughs> so let's come up with a hate for me, Jake. I think I need an irrational hate. You need an irrational hate. Right, that somebody wants to like argue with me about. That's the, I need somebody that's so I can be like, nope, fuck you, you're wrong, <laughs> no matter what. Uh, I think is I want something fun. Hmm. Like I think I should hate a popular show. <laughs> but you have to watch that show to hate it, at least a little bit. Hmm. No, I think I could just completely like, nope. <laughs> what should it be? We should pick a show. What's a good show that would aggravate people? Like, you haven't even watched it? How, how can you hate it if you haven't even watched it? Like, that Mad show Men. sucks. Uh, no, I need something that's going to last longer. I need, a, I need something that's going to... Dude, we're going to have to settle in some hate here. The, uh, Doctor Who is easy to hate. Okay. Doctor no, Who is really uh, easy to hate. But I kind of like Doctor Who sometimes. <laughs> I, I want to like Doctor Who. That's me. I want to like Doctor Who so bad. I have tried I've so watched, many times. <laughs> I've watched like six seasons of that shit, man. And there's a bunch of episodes that I kind of liked. But it's like, it just doesn't really like... Maybe I needed to be just a... You know, maybe I needed to watch it when I was watching Star Trek. If I was watching it at the right age, maybe I'd have some nostalgia. Maybe. Because I tried to go back and watch Voyager... It's tough, huh? It's getting long in the teeth, bro. Like, the, the, the concept, Star Trek, like that universe that they built is a great universe. But there are some episodes in Voyager where, is, where you can tell the writers were just literally phoning it in. Just, just, just get through it. Get through it. What, what, is, what, 
exposition where they're Expo- yeah where you're explaining to the audience what's going on i watched like an episode last night that's the whole fucking episode it's exposition dump there's nothing that nobody whoever says anything they're what they're saying is to explain to you what's going on like there was no like actual dialogue between the characters i mean there was but if you listened it was just to explain to you what was going on it's like this is kind of shitty this is all just a bunch of technical jargon like, this episode sucks <laughs> Hey, maybe there's a good but Voyager book gets a little weak at hate. the end, so. Ooh. Ooh. I need to bring in the director because she knows all the books to love and hate. Mm, yeah, see, you, you hate something like that. That could last a while, right? Here's another irrational. Well, it's mostly rational hate. Like, I know why I hate it, but I hate Iowa. Like, I hate Iowa with a burning pat. I dated a girl from yeah, Iowa. Maybe I, should, maybe I should just pick a state. Yeah, let's just randomly pick a state. Pick me a state, Jake, and I'm going to hate it. Don't pick, like, Colorado or, like, the ones that smoke pot. No, 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 no. Uh, well, I don't know the ones that all the ones that smoke pot now. Well, I mean, exp- well, most of them do. But right, whatever. at least on some level. Uh, hmm. No, I like that one. Maybe I should hate New Jersey. Yeah, just hate New Jersey. Yeah, that's a shitty state anyway. That's a little too easy, though, right? <laughs> it is a little too easy. I mean, they are the whipping boy. Uh, Alabama? That, that's too easy. It's a little south. Mm. What if I pick, like, Kansas? Like, what did Kansas ever do to anybody? <laughs> well, <laughs> Kansas? No, 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 no. Here's what you need to know about Kansas. Kansas is so bad that people did the land rush in Oklahoma to get away from Kansas. All right. All the Kansas. <laughs> That's it. I hate Kansas. I ain't got nothing to do with Kansas. The Period. best the best sports hate I ever saw was Mizzou, uh, University of Missouri and Kansas. Cuz their rivalry literally goes back to the Civil War when they, you know, one was the, was south and north and stuff. And in Columbia, Missouri, I I saw this shirt that said scoreboard and underneath was a picture of the university of Kansas burning and during the civil war. (laughs) 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 Like that, that's some, that's some hate that that's a special kind of hate right there. That's where, that's where like Navy and army are like, whoa, bros, calm down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, you want to see some crazy like sports hate? Just go down south, man. SEC country; those people are nuts. Where would be like a great like giant stadium with a bunch of rednecks? Where I would be like, I'm nervous. These guys are fucking crazy. I mean, I don't know about nervous, but well, yeah. LS, LSU gets. I mean, they all get crazy, but LSU is probably the craziest because you get all those drunk-ass yeah. Cajuns who start tailgating on Tuesday or, <laughs> of the week before. Yeah, yeah, what's the game? Next week? No, the week after next week. <laughs> we got two uh, weeks. Oh, yeah, man. Those, hey, man. those guys. Like, New like, Orleans what? is my favorite town. Almost, yeah, I think it's one of my favorite towns I've ever been to ever. Top three, top one. Yeah, great I love it's that like place. my my dad said about like A and M and Texas rivalries. Like, look, A and M and Texas hate each other, but they'll get passage to do business. Alabama Auburn, they won't even do that. <laughs> they won't even do it's business like, oh, together. <laughs> that is true. Texas and yeah, and Aggie will do business together if they have to. They will talk some shit behind each other's back though, yo. Oh yeah. The, in the between the offices, and there might be some. Not so friendly bets thrown around. Oh, those man. guys usually I have keep, money. Yeah, yeah. Oof, Texas. Oof. <laughs> There's some cash down here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm older and I realize what cash looks like in Texas, I'm like, wow. There's a bunch of fucking millionaires around here. <laughs> you're like, like wow. once you realize what a million is about, you know, like what that gets you. You're like, oh, you're a millionaire. You're a millionaire. You're a millionaire. And when you you're realize, millionaire. like, oh, that truck is a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. When you start, yeah, when you get old enough to like, hey, I think I might get a truck. Wow, that's my house. You have a house. You have a whole house right there. It's a whole house. He's like, yeah, I got a barn that costs as much. You know, like not a house. House is way more. The wife's crazy. You're like, what? 
<laughs> she spends all the money. And you're like, what? She spends all the money? <laughs> what do you? What do you call what you're doing? Goddamn, this is work. Especially Houston. Yeah, yeah it's crazy here. But it's so boring. Dallas is going batshit too, man. Yeah, Dallas has got. Yeah. Yeah, the sun never sets. Never gets cold. Never fucking rains. You can work every day of the week, every week of the year, almost. Like you never have to shut down for anything hardly. You can just work. Yeah, that's something that's been weird to get used to up here is having places that are seasonal. Mm-hmm. And like jobs. Mm-hmm. Like the people who run like Firewire, they don't work real hard in the winter because the the wire freezes. Like you have to take like really, you know, like you have to put a lot of effort into like construction in the winter in places like where you live. Because yeah. they have to seal the outside off with plastic or some sort and put a heater in and keep mm-hmm. it above, you know, freezing. Otherwise the wire just shatters. Wow. Yeah, if you get wire below like 30 degrees, like 28 degrees, when you go to unroll it, when it unrolls, it'll just break instead of like unrolling because all of the... Right, that, that makes stuff, sense. The plastic is made to not melt or burn under fire. It's no so it cold insulation whatsoever. It doesn't work very well for the cold, man. It just gets cold and brittle, brittle, brittle. Huh. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, that like, stuff like that, like, running, like, phone wires. Phone wires are the same way. That plastic they use on the outside of a phone wire, just too cold. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so it's weird. Like, down here, man, I work every day like it's only like i actually have to slow down in the summer a little bit because it's just too hot right that's when we slow down which is ass backwards for everywhere else <laughs> that there's tons of fucking land and money down here like there's just always has been yeah land, well, it, oil technology you know it's just texas is good to people who want to make money like we're not hard on them yeah and you know because there is so much land, how housing prices haven't gotten insane. You can always find a decent place to live close enough to where you want to work for a good you got price. got grand, you can live pretty much exactly where you want, in the house you want. Like, you'd be, I mean, anybody who's, like, from up north or uh, California or, you know, on the west coast, you'd be blown away by what you... <laughs> you'd be surprised at how many people come from California and sold a little bitty two-bedroom, you know... Those houses that are meant to be shared between, uh, like, roommates, right. you know, those old school-style houses, they sell those for, like, half a million dollars and then come down here and buy a $250,000 house on, like, four acres, and it's, like, 6,000 square feet. They're like, I, we don't even know what to do. We thought it would be cool to have a house like this, but it turns out it's way too big. <laughs> it's funny. We don't know how to live here. <laughs> like, yeah. You don't know how many people come from California <laughs> live in empty houses. Just because they don't know what to do with it. It's like, damn, this is huge. Right. <laughs> so you ready for a weekly, like, Sky Night is coming, you know, so whenever they do the montage. so yeah. They get to be the guys. Yeah. Kind of so DARPA is having a AI hacking competition at DEF, at DEF CON, but it's actually AI doing the hacking. So you write a computer program that uh-huh. can use hacking tools to try to hack another computer program that is using defensive hacking tools. Yep. But you get to push one button, and that is the go button. See, uh, grand prize of $2 million. Damn, son. It's a common side at the conference, but this challenge comes with a twist. Instead of human teams, Thursday's challenge will be entirely automated with experimental software programs, hacking, patching, in defending networks with no human intervention. <laughs> so, like, we're, we're creating programs to hack Literally programs. Skynet. We're yeah. building Skynet. Like, as soon as this, like, gets into some, like, Siri or, like, somehow, like, like this program gets loose and just starts hacking everything, like, on accident. <laughs> and patching, hacking and patching and hacking and patching. Next thing you know, the Internet's awesome. You're like, wait, and then next thing you know, like the internet's self-aware. You're like, stop! And the next thing you know, the whole internet's like a god. Yeah, it's like it was really it cool for that three days. Yeah, it's like, why am I getting eight gigabits? I don't understand. <laughs> People who can see the information on the internet are like, why is so much going to Russia? Like, what's <laughs> what's in the Ukraine? Like, what's going on? 
Next thing you know, like Godzilla, Mecha Godzilla's walking. <laughs> <laughs> I like this movie. We need to make it. <laughs> hey, we don't have to make it. We just have to watch for it. It's happening right in front of us. That's the scary part. All these things that used to be movies are literally happening right in front of us, like cloning and this kind of cyber stuff. And oh, yeah. It's crazy, Jacob. These, this used to be horror movies, and now it's real life. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. On Reddit, they've got like a cyberpunk page. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is like art, like people drawing what they think cyberpunk worlds will look like, you know, in 20, 30 years, you know, those neon augmented reality. But sometimes, and more and more often, they're posting pictures of like things that exist today that you're like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cyberpunk. That is pretty fucking crazy. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. some of that stuff is getting out there, Jake. I like this. We, we, need to, we need to keep up with this because when the world comes to an end and they make a little book can put it in the archives <laughs> you'd be like hey these guys knew what was up <laughs> we told you it was coming yeah, we didn't tell you what to do about it but we just told you it was coming yeah just this is like especially with the robot uprising you're just like bye guys it was fun hope yeah, you can stay alive I... as long as possible yeah I for one welcome the robot overlords maybe they'll make things awesome <laughs> right like don't they have as much op- potential to make things cool as they do shitty that's true it just depends on how they see us I guess if they see, yeah. if, see us as a, a partner or an enemy or a pet or a pet my pet has pretty awesome lives <laughs> and if I had the, the means to make my pet's lives even awesomer they would is that a word sure even, even more <laughs> awesome I would right like Think about it. If you had, you know, for all those people who have that just fuck you money, how well they treat their animals. Maybe robots will have fuck you money and they'll treat us really nice. I'm pretty good looking. Maybe a robot will like me. <laughs> hey, I don't mind getting my head scratched. Who's yeah. a good little human? <laughs> That's me. That's me. <laughs> it was actually, there's actually a joke about that in early Big Bang Theory. About how Sheldon would be willing to be uh, a lap pet for a overly intelligent alien species. <laughs> oh, sure he would. Yeah, that fits his character. Fine. <coughs> Never could get into that show. I give it two seasons. Now, when he when he finally gets the girl. Oh, spoiler alert! When he finally gets the girl and then loses her and then they are friends and then they kind of get back. I'm like. Fuck this show. They don't have any idea where they're going with it. Like, they're just writing it as they go. It's like, I can't watch There was a time shows. where that was definitely the case. I can't watch those kind of shows where they're like, what are you, what, you know, after things like Game of Thrones and Big Bang, I mean, no, not Big Bang, um, Breaking Bad and those kind of shows that have, like, a point, it's hard to watch these serialized shows that are, you know, like, episode of the week shows. It's really a different experience. Yeah. I'm a fan of the, uh, like series, I guess. But some of my favorite TV shows are serialized, like MASH. You don't have to watch that in any particular order except for a few episodes. Right. And MASH is a great it's show, It's one of the greatest shows ever. You know what I mean? Uh, Next Generation, Star Trek, you can watch most of that out of order except for a few of the timeline points that you need to hit. And it's a great show. Yeah. You, oh, that's right. Netflix is bringing in playlists. Like that you can like set up a playlist and click random and it'll like random through the playlist. I can't wait till we get that thing, you know, like in uh, Ready Player One where people have their own TV shows and you could subscribe to them, mm-hmm. our TV channels. I can't wait till like some big organization like Netflix that has a giant library lets us make our own TV shows with their libraries. Does that make sense? Like TV stations. TV stations. That's what I. Th- yeah, that's what I meant. Well, I mean, you would think yeah. that the playlist stuff is the step it, towards that. So you could, sh- you kind of right, like in Spotify, we can share playlists and. Right, but how cool would it be if you got to choose the commercials? You got to choose like the the play times. Like you didn't get to no DVR in this shit. No like on demand. I have to go to Jacob and watch him at six o'clock on you know Thursday because he's playing that Bruce Lee special. Like right. it'd be kind of there'd be something fun about it. Like there was in Ready Player One, there was something nostalgic about watching TV again. Like having to watch the channel to see like what did they randomly 
put in, you know, catch live streams or random, you know, uh, programming changes. Like it was, it's a cool idea. Anyway, yeah. Ready Player One is the greatest idea in the world. <laughs> I want it so bad. That's all I'm saying, really. That's really all I'm saying. All that shit about movies, fuck that. TV stations, that's stupid shit. We need Ready Player One in our lives. <laughs> it would be nice. It would be nice. Maybe we'll get there. Maybe we won't. Who knows? You got three things for us, Jacob? I do. I do. Uh, these are... Actually, I had multiple three things, so I'm going to pick this one. Um, three t- quotes from television shows I really like. Three, yes. Well, I really like the shows, but I also really like the quotes. First is from <laughs> The Office, really just, like. just because I think it's funny. Uh, it's from Michael Scott, the regional manager, manager of Dunder Mifflin. A, uh, the Office, have you seen The Office at all? You know, it's sort of shot in a documentary kind of style. Yes. So he gets asked a question and he sort of repeats the question back. It's like, would I rather be loved or feared? Uh, both. I want people to be afraid of how much they love me. <laughs> is, is, that, um, is that the guy who can act crazy real well? Or not crazy, but like kind of clueless? Well, I don't know how Steve to Steve Carell? Steve Carell. Yeah, that's him. Is that him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can imagine him saying that. And it was just like perfectly that, like... Yeah, with no that inf- kind of like pause. No yeah, real inflection. Like, just yeah. just kind of rolled it off the tongue. Yeah. Because he's got that like 90s super confident like manager style. But he's so bad at it. Like he's yeah. so terrible. Like it's... <laughs> Uh, I should really give that show another shot. You should. Here's what I tell people. If you get through the first 10 episodes, because the first six are the first season and they didn't have a lot of money and they're just trying to get get through. But if you can get through the first 10 episodes and don't like it, just don't don't bother going any farther. But the, after the end of the first 10, you're like, yeah, it's all right. Keep going. Because by that point, it's got its legs underneath it, and it's going pretty well. So what's your next thing, Jacob? So the second one is uh, from Firefly. It's spoken by Malcolm Reynolds, and it, it's a, sort of just an inspirational quote. Uh, when I'm having a hard time, and I'm just trying to like get through the days. It's, we have done the impossible, and that makes us mighty. And I was like, I don't I like that. Just, right, yeah, that's... That's a pow- empowering statement. Yeah, he's like, yeah. yeah. Especially when you're al- especially when you're already winning. Like, <laughs> oh, let's just keep winning. <laughs> those are good though. Those are you need those. Some mm-hmm. help you get started, and some help you keep going. Right, and the third is from The Simpsons, and it's one of the one of the things that help helps me explain how I feel about most things about life, and it's from Homer himself, and he says, "Just because I don't care." doesn't mean I don't understand. I just yeah. don't care. <laughs> yeah. And so that's that's how I feel about so many things. We're just like so it, people want to like get you to to care like or they they think because you don't care you don't understand like no no no. No, I get where you're coming from. I know what you're saying. No. I don't care. I understand what you're saying completely. I just don't give two shits. <laughs> like hurt your feelings don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, but it, you don't want to say that because you hurt their feelings. <laughs> right. But, like, but that's how I feel. Like there, there are times where I've said, mainly to friends, but I, where I'm just like, you cannot fathom how little I care right now. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. My, my uncaring knows no bounds. <laughs> I heard an interesting uh, tidbit of triviality. I don't even know if it's true because I didn't fact check it. I just read it on the internet. Okay. But. Do you know the episode of South Park where they the made fun probably of... probably yes. Yeah, but you, I'm just saying for the people listening then, asshole. Um, <laughs> or anyway, I don't know how to structure the sentence otherwise. What the hell? Okay. Um, <laughs> um, the episode of South Park where the Simpsons did it. Yep. Where they make fun of the fact that Simpsons had already done it all. Did you know there has been more episodes of the Simpsons since that episode of South Park than before it? Yes, a significant amount too. Because that is, was 
That was crazy. an early episode. Um, that's like season seven. Um, maybe season eight. Let me look. Season six. I was close. Uh, but that means because the yeah it, that premiered f- that episode was fourteen years ago of, of South Park. That's crazy. Yeah, there's been, you know, a hundred another South Park, 200 South Park episodes since then. Yeah, I I just kind of wonder what the Simpsons, you know, when they, if they ever... um, Yeah, how do you end it? You have to do the great loop that everybody talks about. Where they start over? Where it ends at the beginning, yeah. So, but if they, you know... First, I need to check to see what they're over. I know they're over 500 at this point. Episodes? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, wow, the start of season 28 will be 597, so they're almost at 600. But can you imagine the Blu-ray box set for the entire series of The Simpsons? Damn. It's going to cost like $1,000. And be worth it. And be worth it, yeah. Probably. Hopefully they do cool. Sh- hopefully they do cool stuff with it. God, like give you some radioactive like material or something. It's almost as old as we are. That's such a weird feeling. Mm-hmm. Cowabunga, dude. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was that was edgy. Yeah, they're starting to uh, slide down the the viewership scales, though. Yeah, it's time. Twenty. I mean, do they even have all the original actors still? They have most of them. No shit. Yeah, well, because only for the most part, yeah, it's like six people. Do six every, people every, do every. almost all the voices or less. Like Hank Hank Azaria does like seven voices. But how much are you getting paid? Oh, they're getting paid they're a ton. Getting, they're getting paid a ton just because the way the union works for um, actors. The SAC 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 is that what it's called? SAC SAG and. Screen Actors Guild. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if they're. I know there's a separate TV one, but I don't remember what it is. But they prevent you from working on. That's the reason uh, MythBusters had to fall apart. Really? Yeah, because of the the general union force that the the people that were underneath, you know, the three people. Right. That they needed to get paid a certain amount per episode. You know, so once you're in season seven, you get paid a certain amount no matter what. Like that's part right. of the union. And they couldn't afford it, so they when they got fired, that's when you saw the real downhill spiral. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, there's all sorts of weird stuff, and I'm gonna have to find it because I think it's really interesting. Uh, but there's all the stuff about how, like, if you say if you say a, a if you actually say a line on television, you, you have to get line. insurance for a little while, and you get paid differently. Like if you don't a say a word, different. you get paid like two hundred bucks. But if you say a word, you get paid like a grand or more. And also, how you're listed in the credits means something about how you get paid. Like if you're an and or special guest, it means different things. It's mm-hmm. super weird how that works. It is. Yeah, and and you wouldn't think it, but you can make really really good living when you're the right age if you do commercials. Oh yeah! Like like if you do just one commercial, you can make eighty grand because you get paid every time it runs. Every time, you know what I mean? Like you get a little mm-hmm. bit of percentage of that. Like you get royalties or something off of those commercials. Man, that's the way a lot of comedians make a living is doing commercials. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because <laughs> it's hard to make a living being a comedian. Unless you're good at it, it's really hard. You gotta have a TV show or a special or several specials, right? Or specials and a TV show. <laughs> Or be selling out fucking stadiums. Yeah, or just going like every like six nights a week at different clubs and. Yeah, yeah, you can work at New York and make a living. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because they can do because there's so many comedy spots in New York. You can do like four spots a night, seven nights a week. Right. You know, fifteen here, twenty there, ten here. That's what they say about like uh, EDM dance, like uh, like raves and stuff in uh, Belgium. 
Like they, that's like one of the few places where like EDM artists can really make a living because they can play like nine shows a night because there's so many. That's awesome. There was a really good no uh, documentary about it on Netflix about like the the Dutch. Um, so it would be Holland. It's a Dutch uh, like EDM stars like Tiesto and all those guys right. and stuff. Uh, well, I mean, unless you got anything, man, I'm. Uh, I think we're about. About yeah, let's call it. Through. Yeah. All righty. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, we appreciate you uh, coming out once more to the 42 Podcast. Y'all have a good night. Fuck Team Yellow. Bye. I don't get the Team Yellow hate. Like, granted, I don't play Pokemon Go, but what's, what's up with, what's up with uh... the guest that we had on last week, Ryan? Uh huh. He's Team Yellow. He's Team Yellow. Ah. Uh. And he was giving me a hard time about uh, picking a team, and I needed to pick a team. And the, you got to understand our relationships pretty, like, he's pretty alpha, and I'm pretty alpha, so we kind of give each other a hard time all the time. So as soon as he started giving me a hard time about I needed to join his Team Yellow, I was instantly like, well, fuck your Team Yellow. And I joined well, a different team. You're irrational hate, right? You're just like, no. I would, I would pick Team Yellow, right, as an irrational hate, except I have a reason to hate it. All right. Okay. It's not my irrational hate, and it won't stick around long enough to actually work. It's like I don't. I want to. I'm talking, dude. The, when I'm talking about irrational hate, I need something that I can set in. I need something that when I'm 80, I'm like, fuck Kansas. All right. Fuck Kansas. I've been fake. I've hated Kansas my whole goddamn life. Fuck Kansas. Toto, go to fucking Kansas. I don't give a shit. I don't know nothing about those deserts and shit up there. I don't know anything about that place. You know, just be completely ignorant. Completely ignorant of Kansas. I can't do that with Team Yellow. But anyway, that's the reason I hate Team Yellow, because fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and <this> Team Yellow. <laughs> I'm sure you can understand that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are we listening to tonight, Jacob? Some uh, Champagne Supernova by Oasis. Oh, that song got him in so much trouble. Oh, oh no. No, 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 that's the other song. What was that? Bittersweet Symphony. Yeah, no, Bittersweet Symphony. That was not Oasis. It was not Oasis, but... The Verve? Yeah, it ruined that band. Because the uh, the music is the Rolling Stones song. Huh. Yeah. No, it's exactly the Rolling Stones song. <laughs> At least they didn't pull Vanilla Ice. No, ours yeah. go... There go... I have to listen to them together to actually do it. But it is. It is different. It is like vanilla, vanilla Ice's song does have an extra It's not an extra beat Because it's on the same beat But there's an extra Sound They add a, they add a quarter beat in there or something I don't, know, I don't know music well enough But they cheat But I can hear the difference Like whether it's going to be um, Under pressure or You can hear it but still but It's pretty blatant Pretty blatant Dude, all you had to do is be like, yeah, we sampled one of the greatest bands of all time. What of it? No, the Rolling Stones suit. Right, the right, Rolling right. The Rolling, there, right? I, I doubt. The Rolling Stones won the, won the royalties to the song. Oh, really? Took all the money. Damn. All of it. Yeah, yeah the, apparently the Rolling Stones did not play around. They're a lot like Metallica. Or Kiss. Kiss is supposed to be crazy. Let's not play a kiss song. Oasis is a story of this, you know, two, two brothers that flew too close to the sun, you know, like they weren't ready for the, the bright lights of being famous. Oasis will forever remind me of that one that got away. Bands that have been ruined by women. <laughs> I got a few, all because of one girl. <laughs> I got two big ones. <laughs> yeah, I got some that I don't know. You know, like, I didn't have a phone for basically a week. And 
did not really realize just how many fucking like notifications I get every day until I didn't have my phone for a week. Like, email and Twitter and everything else. It's like, oh my god, stop, stop. I have all of mine turned off. The only notifications that I have is that the apps show the notification number. Right? So if I like look at the app, it'll, Facebook will say like 15, and Twitter will say like 4, and Instagram will say like 3, and it's like, oh, I know I have something in there to look at. But it doesn't like give me a vibration, it doesn't put it in the information like what would you call that drag down top part? Like your notification bar? Yeah, that one. It doesn't put anything in there. Which is a total change from my last phone. Well, not last phone, but from how I used to be several years ago. I used to have it be where it made noise and it flashed a little light. Like, I really wanted, like, I don't know. I guess I wanted everybody else to know that I was popular or something. But then one day, you're just like, I am so tired of this fucking phone going off all the time. It, does. it just goes off all the time. I mean, my Instagram alone gets followed by enough bots that it would be annoying. Wow, Mr. Popular over here. No, I just... <laughs> I must have followed the wrong person, man. But I get followed by, like, those... Uh, you know... The porn bots? Yeah, like, don't you don't have to date me to fuck me. It's like, well, I didn't want to even fuck you. Like, you didn't even send me a pitch. Like, what's going on? Like, you know what I mean? Like, My, my just... wife got followed by a porn bot for the first time on Instagram. She's got a lot of followers because she does, like, you know, giddy pig stuff and, like, knitting stuff. But I was like, yeah, that happens to dudes all the time. Like, we get, like, two of those a week at least. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't want to say it's, like, a lot. I'm just saying, like, I'm easily annoyed. <laughs> it was really bad at, like for the, the Twitter ones because the Twitter ones will get pretty graphic you know so like I'll just like click on it and swipe you know open up Twitter it's like this girl like sucking a dick and I'm just like oh god especially if it happens while you're at work it's like shit <laughs> I mean you go back and you look at it for science purposes later or whatever right like you save it <laughs> yeah yeah of course <laughs> now, Twitter's way better for that kind of stuff Instagram is they're not friendly at all. Well, they want it to be somewhere like they don't want to have to like shut it down for right. to fifteen-year-olds, which is probably their target market. I understand. I get it completely. They've just done a really good job about it. Because I mean, even Tumblr doesn't want it on their page. But if you've never been to the porn side of Tumblr, oh my god, it's one of the best places in the world to find like gifts and pictures. Old, old school porn, huh? Old school porn. Yep, pictures and gifts. I mean, they're modern day pictures and gifts, but yeah. Right. 